You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Howdy, 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 howdy. Uh, we are ready to go with this week's episode, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm full. I just ate lunch. I did as well. And this is one thing I learned about being a dad. I used to make fun of my dad for spilling on himself. And as soon as I became a father, I just started spilling food all over myself. I spilt crispy chicken sandwich sauce on my lap. Are you telling me I have that to look forward to in yes. fatherhood? It's just part of being a dad. All of a sudden, you spill things. You got some smuts on your on your cheek. You just It just happens. I had that before I was ever a father, so maybe it'll be... Maybe it'll be erased. Hopefully not worse. I'm going to believe for that. All right. Well, uh, well, let's say thank you to Desmond for that beautiful intro. And uh, we're ready to just jump ready in. Ready to jump we're, in. What are we calling it today? Um, we're we're going to be talking about being bitter. I'm not going to leave it at that. You don't want to be bitter. Mm-hmm. We're going from bitter to better. All right? That's actually not the name. The name is Bitter or Better. Yeah. And what that is is all about forgiveness. Big topic. Big topic. It's elusive. Kind of like a barn owl. You don't see it very much. <laughs> you don't see it very much. And we need to work on operating in forgiveness. I want it to be common, right? I want it to be as common as a magpie. We just forgive. <laughs> I do too. Let's make our forgiveness like some camp robbers, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about forgiveness and, and making the choice of either staying in a place of bitterness or getting better and growing and moving on from that. Because that's what this podcast is about, sowing and growing, moving on from an offense, moving on from past hurts and getting better in life. Sorry, we're on a table that's kind of squeaky. I know you guys can't hear it, but it makes us laugh. Um, so let's just jump right into this thing. Um I want to give you some scriptures. I think it's really good to refer to the Word of God on a Christian podcast. So um, let's jump into this. Colossians 3.13 says this. Bear with each other. Oh, wait, I spelled that wrong. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Here's another one. Matthew 6.14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That's beautiful. A lot of times we stop right there. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets heavy. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Dun, 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 dun. That's really deep. Sorry, I'm holding holding the... That's something something. that you don't normally put on a Hallmark card. No. No, you don't. That's not something you post on Instagram with a nice selfie in portrait mode from your iPhone. Yeah. With the Bible verse. That's no, not the Bible verse you're going through. That's not the, the the early morning coffee devo kind of scripture. But it is important. Let's unpack that a little bit. What does that necessarily mean? Well, let's just take it right at face value. If you can't forgive someone, God cannot forgive you. Is it because he's w- not willing to forgive you? Even though this scripture says your father will not forgive you your sins, I really believe he can't. And it's not because of his choice. I think it's our choice. Offense. Hmm. I think of offense as a fence between me and God. And it's not a fence he built. I'm the one who built that picket fence. And it's not him keeping himself from me. It's me keeping myself from him. That's good. And I don't want to have any type of obstruction between me and and the forgiveness of God. 
it's really important to keep that line, that pathway clear. Mm -hmm. I would say so. So those are two things. And then Jesus also said, hey, you're going to have offense. They're going to come. Offenses are going to come. So he almost he already promises us in his word a lot of really great things, but this is one of those promises too. Yep. Offenses are going to come. Th people are going to tick you off. But then he says, hey, you got to forgive, right? So this is a command from God. So we look at command sometimes as something that we have to do. Um, but really, if you understand a new covenant of grace and what grace does in your life, it really empowers you to do things. You actually get to forgive. That's good. Because in the old life, if you're not saved and you're listening to this podcast, I hopefully, hopefully you learn something and you Amen. want a relationship with God. Um, if you are born again, then you need to understand that your new life in Christ has set you free from the bondage of the old man, which is you, you literally were bound by these hurts and these offenses, and it was very hard to forgive. And so just as you're free to kind of harbor an offense, you are also free to step out of that thing because the power of that is broken in your mm -hmm. life now. Um, what people have done to you doesn't have to be held over you forever. It doesn't have to entrap you. That hurt can be healed. And that's a beautiful thing about grace. A beautiful thing about salvation is because Jesus broke the power of that in your life. It turns our have to into a get to. Yeah. So don't look at a command as, oh my gosh, I have to do this. We get to forgive. And here's one great thing about God is that he will never mandate something that he doesn't model himself. And I think we've mentioned this in a past podcast. God will never mandate, and you as a leader shouldn't mandate something that you can't model and practice yourself. God has practiced this thing that he is mandating, which is forgiveness. And this is what God did. Listen, he sees and knows all things. He was able to, at the beginning of time, look through to the end of time and see what man was going to do. He saw the awful things. He knows what we're capable of doing. And if you just look throughout history, the terrible things that have happened, God decided that we were worth it. Mm -hmm. We were worth forgiveness. And he made a pre-decision. He pre-decided to forgive when he sent Jesus. Yeah. And the Bible even says that Jesus Christ is the lame. The, well, he's not, he's lame. not lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord, I'm sorry. I did not mean to say you're lame. What I meant to say is Jesus Christ, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. It was a choice that him and the father had to come to decision with before we were ever brought into the earth. He pre-decided to forgive us and he knew he was giving the greatest thing of value, his own son. Yeah. Pre-decision to forgive. Here's some more good news, that God will never command us to do something that he won't empower us to do. And I alluded to this just a few minutes before, and that's what grace does. Grace doesn't just say, hey, your sins are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you do. Actually, grace doesn't say that at all. Grace is actually the empowerment to live above and do those things you could not do previously. Maybe you've had some trouble forgiving in the past. What a great time to access the grace of God and learn to forgive. So um, there's a grace to forgive. Let, let, me, let me offer this up for your consideration. What if we ourselves pre-decided to forgive all offenses? I know we're not God. We're not perfect. But he demonstrated this. Do you think we can get to a point where we do that? I think it's totally possible. But the first thing that we're going to battle against is that's going to be impossible for my feelings. Is that going to yeah. be impossible for our feelings? Probably so, but that doesn't limit us from still making that decision. Yeah. So that you might be hearing that and say, wow, that's crazy. You're crazy, Jonathan. Well, 
I hope to prove that I'm not crazy here, but maybe that was a leap, giant leap. And maybe we need to just learn how to stand up and start taking some baby steps. So I think the grace of God can help you forgive quicker. Maybe you've been holding on to an offense since like the third grade, which I'm going to pray for you. That's a really long time. But maybe you have a, a hard time letting go of a grudge. The grace of God can help you let go of that quicker. He can let, help you let go of that easier. And hopefully we can get to that point where we pre-decide to forgive. And I don't want to say that like, hey, you just, it's like this card that you play every single time and you're not really involved in it. You, you, you don't just, uh, someone hurts you and you go, hey, you can't really hurt me. You can't really offend me because I've already chosen to forgive you. You don't want it to be disingenuous. I think when we say, hey, you can pre-decide to forgive, what I'm trying to get across is no matter how traumatic that offense, that pain was, um, you are deciding in your own heart that no matter how hurtful it was and no, ma- no matter how long it takes, you're going to work through the process of forgiveness. You know, you had mentioned that there's certain promises in the Bible that are really positive, and some promises are prepared for us. But some of the promises like in this world, you will have offense, prepare us for what is to come. And whenever information comes made to prepare us, we need to prepare ourselves for what is to come. And we have to prepare our heart for the offenses that are going to come. And one of the best ways to do that is to say, I pre-decide to forgive people before the offense comes. Kind of like high schoolers trying to live in purity sexually yeah. make a decision before you're with your girlfriend if you decisions pre-decision decisions yeah. and if they work for high schoolers <laughs> who are dating they work for us as we're living and walking through offenses yeah you don't want to get into that the heat of the moment where you are so angered and now you have to try and make that choice you want to already set yourself up for success by kind of group kind of Preparing your heart Mm -hmm. in advance. Exactly. And the best prayers are not reactionary to what happens in our life. They prepare the tracks for the course that God has called us to go on. And God has called us to go on a course, the tracks of forgiveness. Yeah. They lay out those tracks. Forgiveness is a choice. You want to know what else is a choice? Love. You mouthed the the word love, and I I want you to just say love. There you go. Sorry, I felt like I robbed that from you. I'm kind of taking head on this podcast. He's being a co-contributor, and he's doing a great job. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Um, But so we let's talk a little bit about love. You know, First Corinthians thirteen. We call it the love chapter. We like to quote this all the time. We like to say it at weddings uh, because it's just so you know it's just so good. But we have to remember that love is a choice. So when I say, "Hey, I love someone." I need to examine the choices that love make, and that's what this chapter is all about. It's what love is choosing to do. And if I really love someone, then I'm going to operate in these choices as well. And if I look at this chapter, I can honestly say, man, I need to love people a little bit better. Because if you read through this, at the, you know, in there it says that love is not easily angered. Love holds no account of wrongdoing, and it believes all things. Right? Some translations say, believes the best about people or believes uh, or is is very um, optimistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a translation says optimistic, but that's what it means. It doesn't mean, hey, love just believes in whatever, like any type of religion or string theory or chakras. Mm-hmm. It means it believes the best in people. Exactly. And it also believes the best in outcomes because mm-hmm. normally attached to our, re- our uh, communication in our life with people, there's situations and they start out rough, 
But we even have a promise in the Bible that those who love God and are called according to his purpose, all things work together for good to that person. So when we face an offense that we have in our life and we're presented with the choice to forgive, often we feel like our choice to forgive is not going to give us the best outcome to that situation. They're going to get off the hook. We're going to be trampled upon again. It's going to take from us. But if we choose to love, we'll choose to forgive knowing that that's the best outcome for us and the other person. Love is the grand optimist. Amen. And I myself tend to be a realist. Sometimes I err on the side of pessimism. But if I'm doing that, I'm not operating in love one bit. Mm -mm. Love is optimistic. Love is believing the best. It's holding no record of wrongdoing. It does not have a book, right? Mm -mm. That means it's quick to forgive. It's quick to forgive. So if I want to love someone, I got to learn to be quick to forgive. It's interesting, isn't it, that 1 Corinthians doesn't read, love is the beating of the heart. Love is the butterflies in your stomach when you the, see your significant other one. The goosebumps on the skin. <laughs> love is a rainbow. <laughs> Every one of those is a choice. Yep. Love is a choice. Pretty much everything you do in your spiritual walk and in relations with people, it's a choice. Very rarely are you actually, you're never going to really... Uh, grow in life based on just being led by your emotions and your feelings. Exactly. Those things go up and down. And our goal is to grow. Sowing and growing. Sowing and growing. So we just gave you a really good reason why you need to learn to forgive because it's a command um, and it's something that hinders forgiveness in your own life. But there was light at the end of that tunnel. There's grace, God's mm -hmm. divine empowerment. Here's another reason why we need to learn to forgive because holding on to an offense will stunt your growth. Absolutely halt that thing. I'm not talking about physical growth. We're talking about spiritual growth, emotional maturity. And here's a quote that I was scrolling through Twitter one day and I saw this quote and it's actually from an unknown author. So if you are the author and you happen to be listening to this podcast, um, what a coincidence. And thank you yeah. so much for choosing the Sewing and Growing podcast. <laughs> thank you. Um, so this is what it says. It says, often trauma keeps us at the age we experienced it. A lot of people are exactly the age that their hurt came from. Wow. Say it again. Mm. Often trauma keeps us at the age we experienced it. A lot of people are exactly the age their hurt came from. Yeah, that's a deep thing. You got to kind of, we got to chew on that for a second and really see what that's all about. Um, some people are walking around that same age that that hurt came from, and they might be physically 45, but spiritually and emotionally, I don't know what age that they were hurt at, but they're that age. They might be five. You might have been hurt by something when you were young, and if you haven't been able to forgive and move on, you're exactly that same age maturity-wise. That's unfortunate. We have a lot of babies mm -hmm. walking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about why babies cry because um, I have a baby myself. And she's actually very good. She doesn't cry a whole he lot. She's a two-year-old and a baby. I have a two-year-old and a three-month-old. At the time of this recording, she is three months. Um, but I was wondering, like, why infants cry all the time. This is good. And an infant cries all the time. Because whenever they experience some type of pain or discomfort, it's literally the worst thing they've ever experienced. Because they 
They haven't been around for very long. They've been around for two weeks. And they don't know if it'll end. And they don't know if it will end. So they don't have, they have very limited under understanding. And context. Yeah, very limited context. You know, one day they're hungry and they're like, this is the worst feeling in the world. My stomach is grumbling. I'm just going to cry. Because they don't know if that's going to go away. And then right after that, they experience a little bit of some tummy problems, a little bit of gas, right? And that freaks them out too because they've never experienced that before and they don't know how long it will last. So every time they go through something new, it's like the worst thing they've ever experienced. So they cry all the time. But here's the good news about babies. They grow up. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that is right? good news. That's the, that's the good news about all of us. It's just uh, biology. We do grow up. But a baby, as it grows... It learns, it gets context, it learns and understands how to move past and deal with those pains and move on to the next thing. So if a baby can grow, bless God, so can we. Mm -hmm. Amen. Were you going to say something more on that? No, sir. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they grow, they learn to deal with and move on from those traumatic experiences. So we need to learn to move on from a traumatic experience. And I'll just say this. I don't want to downplay any type of Mm. pain or hurt. You might have experienced very, very real trauma. You might have been wounded very, very deeply. Um, But when we say you got to grow up and move on, I'm not trying to offend you. (laughs) So uh, you have two things to now forgive. Um, I'm trying to encourage you and say, let's make this decision. It's again, that's that pre-decision. Um, if I want to grow in my walk with God, if I want to grow in my walk with other people, I want to grow spiritually, then no matter how bad the, the hurt was, it will not be bad enough um, to cause me to not forgive and move on and grow. I think what we're saying is that trauma is so real and so large that it's affected every area of your life. So yeah. quite the contrary, we're not downplaying the trauma. We're saying that trauma has influenced and affected and halted all aspects of your life. And it's time for that to change. Yeah, it's time for that to change. And um, I want to talk about um, someone throughout, Through we know them, they're kind of a famous person throughout history, but they've really taught a master class on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that is the late, great Corey Ten Boom. If you don't know who Corey Ten Boom is, um, she is from Holland and she was around a long time ago. Um, well, not super long time ago. Um, but during World War II in the 1940s, um, she lived in Holland and her and her sister, their family were um, harboring Jews in their house. They were guarding them, protecting them from the Nazis. And what happened is Germany started invading surrounding countries and they invaded Holland and they were going door to door and looking for Jews. And they found Jews in Corrie Ten Boom's house and they put her and her sister in a concentration camp. And uh, that concentration camp was called Ravensbrück. And basically, they were tortured as one of the Jews were during this Holocaust, and it was awful. And she experienced and saw her sister um, be beat and tortured. She herself was, but they they were so frail and malnourished that um, she ended up dying in this concentration camp. And uh, fast forward a few years, she she got out, she survived, and she made it her mission to tour around and preach on forgiveness. And so she actually went back to Germany, into Munich, where that concentration camp was, and was ministering in a church about the power and the healing power of forgiveness. 
And there was a man standing at the back of the room. And after the service was over, he came up to her and he said, hey, I, I, I noticed you mentioned Ravensbrook. I was one of the officers at Ravensbrook. And I'm really ashamed of what I've done, but I've learned about the, the grace, the mercy, and the forgiveness of God. And I'm so thankful that he forgave me. But I want to hear it out of your mouth as wow. well. And he extended his hand to her and he said, hey, I want to know if you forgive me as well. And that's one of them jaw drop moments of disbelief because she's now got an opportunity to practice what she preaches. She was talking about the power of forgiveness, but I don't think she had any clue that that guy was going to be there. He was responsible for her suffering and the death of her sister and the torture of thousands of Jews. It was this, the worst time in history, one of the worst times in history. And so he's offering out a hand of reconciliation and she has to think about forgiveness. And uh, leads me to this next quote that she said. Um, and this is out of her book called The Hiding Place. And I remember reading it um, when I was younger, or at least portions of it. And I would encourage you to read this book as well. Um, it will help put things into perspective um, for you and, and the power of forgiveness. But she writes this as well. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and it can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Again, that's a solid quote. Please say it again. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Hmm. Uh, so her emotions were screaming her, at her in that moment. She was probably uh, livid and probably very f afraid at the same time and was like, I can't forgive this guy. Like, I want to get out of the room. But she processed it and realized, you know what? I can make a decision. By the grace of God, I can forgive, even though right. my emotions are screaming at me, even though they're saying the complete opposite. I can forgive. She processed it for a second, and then by the grace and the Spirit of God, she reached out her hand and said, I forgive you. Mm. And she ended up forgiving that officer from that concentration camp. And she said this, that healing is directly linked to forgiveness. And in that moment, those wounds that she had from the past, even though she was teaching on forgiveness, there was still some hurt there. And that hurt was, that pain and that wound ended up being mended and healed through that act of forgiveness. Wow. So there is healing power in forgiveness. And I want to just say this as well. You might be having a physical illness in your body and you're wondering why you're not healed. Well, this is a very good thing to kind of locate. Are there bitterness? Is there bitterness? Are you harboring an, an offense of unforgiveness towards someone? I would encourage you, your physical health, your spiritual health is not worth holding on to that offense. And I've learned this as well, that whenever I'm upset with someone, um, I bring it before God and God never goes, yeah, that person sucks. I can't believe they did that to you. Mm. No, he deals with me about me and my heart and he'll deal with them separately, but that's none of my that's concern true. because here's the thing about being offended with people. Usually the person you're offended with has no clue and they are literally living their life like nothing is wrong because really they don't know that anything's wrong sure. and you're the one who's suffering. You're the one who's tearing your own life apart. You're the one who is um, suffering. And so you got to learn to deal with the, the main thing, and that's your own heart. I, can Go I ahead. say something? Yeah, sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, you don't need to apologize. Uh, the way God kind of put it on my heart is that when we go to talk to God about what somebody else has done, that's gossip because they're not in the room. And God is not going to engage with me in gossip. And I think a biblical example of that is Jesus being presented with the woman caught in adultery, 
And the Pharisees saying, what about this woman? What are you going to do? This is what the law says, talking about the woman to God through Jesus. And Jesus wouldn't engage them about the woman. He yeah. engaged them about yeah. their own sin. Yeah. God's not going to gossip with you. Yeah, we, you know what? We always talk about that story, the woman caught in adultery. Maybe we should flip the script. It's uh, Pharisees caught in hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's going to deal with you about you. And that's really important. You know, I remember I was dealing with some unforgiveness um, when I was in college. I found, I found out that someone hurt someone very, very, very close to me. And I was so angry with that person. And it was affecting me like I wasn't sleeping. Um, and a college student, you don't really sleep much as it is anyways. And I needed every ounce of sleep I could get. And I remember listening to Air One. Uh, it's a radio station. Ah, we don't get it here. Where wish we, we did. I wish we did. Great, great radio station. But a song came on called Seven Times Seventy by Chris August. And I still, if I listen to it, I can cry because it just really affected me that much. And the, the chorus of the song says, seven times, 70 times, I'll do what it takes to make it right. I thought the pain was here to stay, but forgiveness made a way. And then it goes on to say, seven times, 70 times, there's healing in the air tonight. I'm reaching up to pull it down. I'm going to wrap it all around. And that's exactly what forgiveness is. It's like a warm blanket on a cold mm. night. And when you choose to forgive, you're reaching up and you're pulling that thing down. And it wraps you up and it warms your heart and it for, and it mends that brokenness. And that really the healing power of God can come in and, and, and just take over. And I encourage you, go ahead and listen to that song. And it references seven times 70, which is what Jesus was talking about when his disciples were talking to him about how many times they should forgive someone. And they say, hey, seven times. I would say if somebody really offended me that much seven times in one day, I'd probably stop hanging out with that person. Yeah, relationship would probably be broken. <laughs> it would probably be broken. Um, but they're like, hey, should I forgive someone like seven times? And he goes, no, 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 seven times 70, which is 490 times in one day. And really, that's not the magic number. He was just saying, you stop putting a number on it because every single time it's forgive, it's forgive, it's forgive. We've got to learn to forgive. Which if every single time it's forgive, we should be able to make the pre-decision yeah. to forgive because in God's eyes, the only decision to make is to forgive. Amen. And if it's the only decision, my decision's already been determined. Yeah. So I was listening to that song and I would love to say that overnight I was just completely okay with that person. Um, but after that song, I said, you know what, God, I will forgive. And this is what I've learned about forgiveness is that it takes time for your emotions to catch up with the decision that you've made. Mm. And so you have to remind yourself on a daily basis, if your goal is to walk in forgiveness, which is a choice, it's an act of love. If, you're, if your goal is to love and to forgive, then you're going to have to tell your emotions multiple times a day until they finally catch up with the decision that you've made. Mm. So let's wrap this all up. Um, and maybe let's, let's talk about wisdom, wisdom of, of the day. day. Yeah. What's yours? Wisdom of my, the day for me is that we can make a pre-decision to forgive regardless of our feelings. Yeah. And I believe that is important. And it's the instruction of about anything we're going to do in our walk of faith. Because the Christian walk is all about responding different than our flesh is feeling. If our bodies are sick, the Bible still says we are healed. And to walk in health and healing, regardless of what our body says. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood had to step out beyond her feeling in the moment 
to get to the healing power of God. And our choice to forgive is no different. Yeah. Uh, you've made mention to me before the story about Elijah and Elisha. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I thought that I was, was thinking of this. Elijah, when he came and put his mantle upon Elisha, Elisha was out in the field with his ox or with his cow and the plow. And he was working. And that was his focus was the plow and the ox. And Elijah called him to come with him instead. So what Elisha did was take the means of what he was putting all of his focus towards, the plow and the ox, and he disassembled the plow, took the wood, created an altar, and sacrificed his ox on the altar to say, I'm never returning to this yeah. way of life again. And if our offense is like a fence, a picket fence that we're holding up between God, we have to offer a sacrifice. Mm. And really, that's what it feels like to yeah. forgive someone. Like, I'm sacrificing yeah what I've put my life into because we put our life into our offense. Right. We disassemble that picket fence. We make it an altar and we put our forgiveness on that. Yeah. And I would say this, give into it. Mm. So many things we just say, people say, Hey, just give into it and you'll, you'll get it afterwards. Forgiveness. Yeah. Give into the process despite how you feel. Yeah. And as you were saying that I was thinking about just offense and you made mention of this, it's like an actual offense. And, if you can't get over something and then all of a sudden you get offended by something else, well, now you got two offenses. Mm -hmm. And you, you, if you're struggling to get over and more offenses keep piling up, well, now you got a fence here, you got a fence here, you got a fence here, and you got a fence here. Guess what? You've just walled yourself in. Mm -hmm. You're not going anywhere. You're not growing. And now you are trapped. Wow. So we got to get over those offenses. Um, and the good news is, is that the grace of God is there to help us live above those offenses and get rid of them so we can truly live out the scripture that says, if you have anything against anyone, you gotta, you gotta get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the goal to, to grow, right? So in growing, growing to get over this, to stop being bitter and become better. better. Well yeah. said. Why don't you pray? All right. Father God, I thank you so much for setting the example for us of what forgiveness is. Father God, I thank you that we can't separate you from love and love can't be separated from you. And it's a choice and it's a choice we can make today. So today we choose to grow by choosing to love and choosing to forgive. Help us to not just be hearers of these things, but doers of them. In Jesus name, amen. Amen. So uh, thank you for joining us this week. We will be putting out a podcast episode every week on Monday. So you can be looking forward to that. Um, but we will see you next week. Hear you next time. Oh, yeah. Got gotcha, you, brother. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>